morning and welcome to the BSA Capital 5 Minute Morning Miner. It's September the 26th, Tuesday. Um, and we've got Ollie this morning. Morning, Ollie. Morning, Andrew. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm not too bad, although I'm off to Cornwall tomorrow. Uh, and I think I'm going to drive straight into a bloody great storm. Bit annoying, but there you go. Um, anyway, look, let's crack on because there's a few things uh, going on this morning. There's a few results. But also, I mean, just as a sort of talking point, I've been talking to a lot of people about uranium and lithium because everyone at the moment seems to be jumping up and down saying you've got to buy uranium. Uranium's amazing. But the price has obviously been going up very strongly. Uh, and then I've been saying, actually, I would switch out of uranium into lithium because lithium price has been going down, down and down and down. It's now got to a really low level and I think it's looking too low. Um, so I'm giving a bit of a contrarian switch at the moment. Um, it doesn't mean to say that longer term, they're not both right, by the way, um, but that maybe lithium as a commodity looks more attractive than uranium as a commodity. Again, you have to be careful. That's not saying necessarily that stocks are different. Um, obviously, we do still like certain uranium stocks, uh, Fission, Myriad, to name a couple. Um, but I think it's now is the time to look at lithium stocks. How do you feel about that, Ollie? Um, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one in uranium because um well we know that a lot of the projects that have been waiting around as juniors have been waiting for the price to get to 60 dollars a pound um which it has just got to so if that was your target price then um you're perhaps looking to rotate out but the equities haven't really moved that much on the back of it and the other side of it is that um, the market's clearly very tight. Part of that is the fundamentals because the inventories got um, worked down during COVID and sort of reset the, the market and now disruption from Cameco and um, in Niger means um, that the, the market is a lot tighter, but you've also got an artificial um tightness created by the um the sprot and other sort of uh, funds that are holding uranium to to sit on and they're incentivized to to continue to do that even when the price falls because of the way that the fund is is structured um and as we've seen in the past when uranium gets very tight like this it can go to multiples of the, um, uh, the the sort of starting level because um, the utilities are so insensitive to price, it makes no difference to the cost of electricity what they're buying um, uranium at. Yeah, I mean, yellow cake, they do sometimes trade out of uranium a bit, don't they, to, to put supply onto the market, cash up, and then try and buy it back cheap. I'm not saying they're going to at the moment. And of course, the Ukraine war with Russia and Kazakhstan has, has changed things a bit. Anyway, it's just a sort of thought, and I think the lithium price has probably got too cheap. Uh, I think most people know I'm a solar wind batteries person rather than a nuclear person as well, longer term. But you know, it's it's uh, you've got to make your own view on that as well, and there's room for everything. Um, okay, we better turn to some results, Ollie, um, uh, or news. But some news out of clean tech lithium today, isn't there? Uh, yes, scoping study out. So, um, yep, another milestone hit for the company and everything looking 
pretty good there. Uh, so uh, assumptions are 12 years of 20,000 tonnes a year of lithium carbonate equivalent, um, and that results in an MPV of about 1.1 billion with uh, unit costs of 3641 a tonne and capex of 450 million dollars so um the capex is certainly at the lower end of the uh, uh sorry opex is certainly at the lower end of the cost curve and um those look like pretty good numbers um on the capex side that looks more or less in line with um what Lake announced recently for their DLE project when you adjust it for the for the scale. Um, so broadly in line, you've got the benefit, I think, of for these companies like Cleantech um, can factor in some of the inflation at least, and that gives investors a better steer than those companies who are having to revise um, old scoping studies, PAs, whatever, and then disappoint the market um, subsequently. So there is a slight advantage for new projects like Cleantech um, coming up with their studies a bit later on. Yeah, uh, we also, we had uh, Bushfeld's interims today. I'll, tell, I'll, I'll do it fairly quickly. I mean, it was pretty horrible net loss of $12.5 million and, and cash has got down to only $3.7 million. I mean, they're, they're in a lot of trouble, but it's all rather overtaken. A couple of weeks ago, they did announce that they had a, a binding term sheet with some point resources um, for somewhere between about 70 and $77 million. Uh, so they're, they're, uh, they're fine in that respect from a financial point of view, but of course it has been a very hard hit on the share price. Um, down now to 1.6p. Uh, they do comment that the vanadium price is still very weak, and I think most people know that we we back Infinity Energy Systems a lot um, for their vanadium flow batteries. So having a weak vanadium price actually rather suits Infinity, so that's not so bad. But uh, there's a quick summary by me on Bushfeld. I'm not the analyst, even there you go. Uh, but I do just spend a lot of time looking at vanadium. Uh, back to you, Ollie. What else have you got? Um, well, Lake Resources um, also came up with uh, an announcement. They have been producing quite a lot of um, lithium chloride eluate, which is the first step in the DLE, one of the first steps in the DLE process. Um, so they're targeting um, 200,000 litres in this sort of large test program. Um, that means processing 4 million litres of brine. And so far they've... Um, uh, yeah, just over halfway, expecting to finish next quarter. Um, obviously, it's positive that um, the first steps in the in the flow sheet are working, um, and it's certainly a, a large volume compared to what most uh, pilot programs seek to test. But I would caution that you know the second half of the flow sheet, and when you're actually trying to make the the, the, the battery quality product is probably the harder um, part of the flow sheet and the, the one that really shows you how well everything's working. 
it's always a little bit harder than it says on the tin, so to speak, Ollie. Lake's an interesting one. I mean, you know, it's one that we've followed a lot over the years. Um, ASX listed, of course, but it's it's come down from a high of about 2.5 Aussie dollars to only 17 cents, which shows you how badly hit you can get in the lithium space if you're not careful. Uh, back to a share price that it was sort of three years ago. Um, so probably looks very interesting now, um, but we need to do a bit more work before we come out with any sort of strong recommendation. Uh, all right, anything else, Ollie? Um, I don't think there's this morning. There's a few other half-year results, but mostly for exploration companies. Emerson just had their Q3 update, so I don't think anything new um, there. Okay, very good. Uh, in which case, uh, we'll call it a day there. Uh, it won't be me tomorrow, I'll be in the car, um, but I'll be back Thursday morning, probably. Thanks. This podcast has been produced and edited by VSA Capital. It is intended for information purposes and not as investment advice. The information is intended for recipients who understand the risks associated with equity investments in smaller companies. Please do your own research and do not rely on a single source when making an investment decision. VSA Capital may derive fees from this content and seeks to do business with the companies mentioned.